Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the Soundtrack to a Life. Welcome back to the soundtrack to a life. I am Chris. With me again is Lucas. Hello. And today we will be covering Them Crooked Vultures and their 2009 self-titled album. Mm -hmm. Lucas, tell me about your relationship with this piece of music. Uh, Well, Chris, it was 2009, of course, and one of my really close friends, Robin, who actually introduced like Queens of the Stone Age and uh, Eagles of Death Metal to me. both of which have Joshua Homme as a band member. She showed me Them Crooked Vultures, where Joshua Homme is, just like Queens of Stone Age, the lead. So he does all the vocals and lead guitar. One of our favorite things to do was to drive around town in one of my fast cars, just cruising, listening to music. And she actually gifted this album to me. And she's like, let's go for a drive. I want you to listen to this. And it is... Like since since that very point uh, has been solidly one of my favorite albums that I've ever listened to of all time, and one that I will consistently recommend to people over and over and over again. Yeah, and rightly so. This is a real meal of an album. Mm-hmm. Um, the guitarist is Josh Homie. Yeah, Josh Homie. Yeah. He is killing it here. Mm-hmm. The guitar, the playing is meaty and complex enough to be engaging without ever tipping over to the point where it becomes distracting. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes, is this guitarist somebody? <laughs> I feel like this might be the guitarist from something else taking a break from his main gig yeah. to just riff with some of his buddies for an hour. <laughs> Literally, that's exactly... That's 100%. <laughs> Accurate, yeah, to a T. It <laughs> sounds like that, mm-hmm. and in the best possible uh, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, if he put out an album just of instrumental music, I would happily buy that as well. For sure. Yeah. He's a very, very talented artist. And, like, I mean, the whole the whole band is a super group. You've got John Paul Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bassist from uh, Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah, and uh, Dave Grohl, who I'm sure everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> On drums. The 21st century Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they call him? No, I don't know that they do. <laughs> But I think that it would be uh, accurate mm. in that he's a real good drummer. Yes. And also one of the biggest rock stars in the world yeah, right now. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. I, yeah, seeing him live was uh, one of my favorite shows for sure. Ooh, I've never seen him live. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm not even really a huge fan of the Foo Fighters, but holy moly do they put on a show. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Like, Funny story about that. Just to interject real quick. So I guess the night before, he was playing in Germany, Berlin or something, and he decided to um, try to crowd surf. They didn't catch him. He broke his leg, one of his, his shin or something. Anyway, so he's backstage. The medic who was there was like, you have to, we have to put this set of cast, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, this isn't good. And he's like, well, can I keep playing? He's like, well, someone will have to hold it because we don't have the right, they don't have like a splinter, like whatever they needed to make sure that he didn't get any more messed up. And he's like, well, can you just hold it 
for me on stage while I play. <laughs> and so, yeah. And like during the concert, he like stops the concert to tell us this story and they have like video footage of it and everything. And there's Dave Grohl just like sitting on the floor of the stage <laughs> and this guy in all safety green, just like holding his leg together while he just goes <clears throat> so hard. Like, Oh man. Yeah. So what they did, he designed his own rock and roll throne and, uh, Oh, I've seen photos of that. Yeah. That, that exact same throne. They, built that for him you saw him on the throne i saw him on the throne oh my god yeah, right so they like pull him out into like the middle of general mission there and uh yeah he they they, they slayed it it was amazing i've never seen somebody rock out so hard with a broken leg yeah. like yeah like that's yeah. real rock and roll right there dave Grohl, man he knows how to to give her he rocks like few others yeah like it's like yeah. i i enjoy food foo fighters all right mm. like everyone on Earth, yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed degree, Nirvana. Right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Nirvana, definitely. Right? Uh, he's killing it here. Mm -hmm. uh, it does not shock me to learn mm. that the uh, bass player from Led Zeppelin is showing up on this, because right. like there's a really bluesy feel to this. Yeah, and it's like it is. It sounds like a piece of '70s classic rock. Mm -hmm. Hughes. Filtered, or that, <laughs> yeah, like filtered through the '90s to the present day. Yeah, yeah, like a little bit. I feel like they all kind of brought in their own kind of flavor and just tossed it into this mixing pot, and out came them crooked vultures. <laughs> it was very successful. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same gentleman playing guitar uh, as as uh, Sing. singing. Yeah, the vocals on here are tremendous as well. Right, like there's like a really playful, mm -hmm. um, sprightly edge to them. Mm -hmm. He delivers Mind Eraser, No Chaser, <laughs> which is an objectively pretty dumb thing to refer to a shot at. Yes. <laughs> but, like, he really sells it with a lot of verb. Yeah. Um, the harmonies are weird. Mm -hmm. Like, there's an ethereal quality to them. Yeah, I, that's where I feel like it comes with a little bit of Queens of the Stone Age, because they're very much the... Is that? Yes. Okay. If you ever listen, you should check them of, out. Of the bands that go to make up Them Crooked Vulture, Queens of the Stone Age is the one that I know the least. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you would really like them. If you like Them Crooked Vultures, it has very much the same feel. And, like, you know how you were kind of saying the kind of, like, weird ethereal kind of yeah, yeah. vibe? Very, very much Queens of the Stone Age. Nice. And like weird, like, you know, uh, interlude with ludes and just like strange, just kind of fun, weird shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I get 100%. Like, this is the kind of band when you walk into a CD bar downtown at midnight, mm -hmm. this is the kind of band that you hope is playing. Yes, definitely. And I have zero doubt, like, especially now that I know who's in this band, that they would have crushed it live. Did they uh, um... tour in support of this, or did this. Just them hanging out over the course of a couple of weeks recording a record and then going their separate ways. I honestly feel like that was the deal just because the story of how this whole project got started, actually, Josh and Dave are actually friends. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So whenever they would be touring and just in the same town or just having to be crossing paths or whatever, they would hang out. And the one day they were on both on tour, they met up and they were just kind of chatting. They're like, we want to like make an album, and then they're like, you know who, you know who she gets to play bass. They're like, let's let's call John Paul Jones. So they just called John Paul Jones, and we're like, hey, 
do you want to start a band? And he's like, yes. <laughs> Basically. That has to be... In a nutshell. <laughs> that has to be like a great moment. Right? In the life of a rock star. Seriously. When you realize that you can phone one of the members of Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. and ask if he wants to show up to record a record with you and get back a yes. Yeah, like, amazing. <clears throat> yeah, definitely... Uh... And like, it really does contribute. This is really a spiritual successor to like early to mid Zeppelin. It's got that same stompy mm -hmm. guitar driven quality. On a couple of the tracks, the voice is distorted a little bit and the guitar is kept very clean. Yeah. Which maybe this is just the style of music that <laughs> I have listened to in my life. <laughs> Shouldn't that be the opposite? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really interesting stylistic change yeah. to make that sets it apart. This is oh, very, sure. this is very post white stripes music. Mm. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it doesn't sound anything like White Stripes. No. <laughs> I don't think. Like, it's richer and fuller. Yeah. It's more muscular. Yeah. But it does the same thing where they take music from another era and then recontextualize it. Yeah. And turn it into something <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is clearly drawing from this and this and this and this. Yeah. But what you've combined them into... Mm -hmm. um, a different entity, you know? like Yeah. And there's not a lot of music being produced today. I don't think that does that. And I mean, this mm. was not um, produced today. This record's like a decade old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, right? Like, I, I don't know how many super bands are out there, but, um, you know, a lot of the complaints about super bands is that it's generally, you know, a band has kind of like a lead, right? That kind of takes the direction of... Yeah, the like album. a creative force. Yeah, exactly. Propelling them. Right? But... There's people say that, you know, the problem with having a super group is that you have all of these creative forces and I guess overcome one another. And, you know, I, I had some, I had heard some people like complaining um, about this album for having that problem, but listening to it, like, I feel like all of their different styles and just complements each other. Yeah. Like, I think it comes together and gels really successfully. Definitely. Like they're, they're keeping it really loose and fresh and fun weird and sexy, weird and like, sexy and yeah. comfortable Fuck yeah. but more than anything if i had to describe this it just it sounds like they're having a blast yeah right it's just <laughs> every single song on this album i'm just if i knew how to play an instrument be like yeah like rock and roll yeah like this is fun to play <laughs> yeah. and for a group made up of people with day jobs and other groups i kind of feel like it has to be yeah like a super group has to sound fun yeah <laughs> because otherwise why are you doing <laughs> if you're not enjoying being in this band yeah you have a different band yeah go yeah. continue being in queens of the stone age yeah, right or you know, eagles of death metal yeah, yeah exactly yeah. But I mean, it really works here. This is their uh, this is their only it's their only this is their only record. One yeah. and done. One and done. Well, I mean, I haven't heard of anything in the mix, but I would really like them to. I mean, yeah. Who knows if it would sound and they're all, know, as good? But I would still listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all. I mean, they're all working. Like you can follow any of these people. Oh yeah. Separately from project to project, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but none of it has quite the same punch it sounds really swaggery yes yeah, so i have to agree like it sounds it sounds victorious mm -hmm. like and that makes sense too this is fun because a lot of uh my impression of this record got recontextualized 
when I found out who these people are, I oh. did not look them up. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> so you just went into it, not even knowing? Yeah, I hundred, went in 100% oh, blind. So I have a couple of notes saying these guys sound a little bit like Zeppelin. Yeah. And, that's <laughs> and it makes sense now. Yeah. That's um, awesome. These guys sound extremely confident for a debut album. Oh, right. Um, oh, yeah. Because they have... Yeah. All released very successful <laughs> music. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of this is the kind of song that you wanna. This is the kind of songs that you wanna listen to after some kind of major life success. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, get you even more pumped up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is not what gets you pumped up to do the thing. Yeah. This is after the job interview when somebody goes, "Yeah, you got the kick." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. Pump your fist in the sky all of the way home. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, it's also, um, there are a lot of solos here, and three of the songs are over six minutes. Right. But it never sounds bloated mm-hmm. in any way. Right. Like, I was surprised with the length of the tracks. Yeah, but you're never like, man, is this over yet? Like- no, no, like every one. Yeah. Carries you along on a very complete journey. Definitely. Uh, which I guess, with bands that have between them, I'm going to say 100 years. <laughs> yeah, give or take. Of experience <laughs> playing guitar-based rock. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that they would uh, do that. Very much, yeah. I think more music like this ought to exist. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, it actually kind of makes me sad that there's more stuff like this, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I could buy... 30 albums by somebody from them crooked vultures tomorrow. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) If I had like 300 bucks to drop on. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Did you have a favorite song at all? Or uh, I absolutely did. Nice. I'm keeping it a secret. Oh, I'm end the show on. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that it's all up tempo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think there is a slow song on the entire album. Yeah, like I don't want to hear them play a soft and tender ballad. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not after that entire album. Like it's not in your face, it's right? It's not going to happen. No, I want them to riff. <laughs> yeah. Until every riff that has ever been. <laughs> has been riffed. Has been riffed. Yeah. And then we're good. Yeah. Which, yeah, like they are built on a sense of momentum. Interlude with Ludes, I think, was the closest that this record came to not working for me. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's an interlude, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Like, but it wasn't a record from which I needed a break. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. We don't need a slowdown track. Mm. Absolutely keep coming at me 100%. <laughs> I'm right here with you. Lean I'm, into me, man. I'm, yeah. I'm being carried along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, no. Um, That's and it's built around that sense in a way that is entirely successful while they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Now that I know that it's the dudes from Queens of the Stone Age, I might have to go Queens of the Stone Age. You record. should really check them out, honestly. They're definitely one of my favorite bands. I might have to. For sure. And some of their songs are about drugs, so that's cool. That's fine. Right? Sounds just great. <laughs> right? <laughs> and nobody's like forcing me to listen to Queens of the Stone Age for this. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going to have to do it on my own. Mm, unfortunate. I know, right? <laughs> you take time out of your day. <laughs> I already have media that I'm being forced to. Yeah. 
<laughs> you will not be disappointed though. Especially nice. if you like his voice. Wait, he's oh, he's got a tremendous voice. Oh, okay. Then you're like, he's, you'll love everything they do. He's got one of the most distinctive voices that I've heard yeah. in a rock band in recent memory. Definitely. What is the one that you would recommend? Um, Caligulov. Caligulov? Caligulov is definitely my favorite song. Oh, I meant for Queens of the Stone Age records. Oh, for Queens of the Stone Age records. I oh, know what Caligula sounds oh, like. Yeah, I listened do. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, it would have to be... Um, oh, God. Feel Good Hit of the Summer. Mm. Yeah, it's probably my favorite album. They have a lot, though. Like I'm trying to remember how many. Let's see, like nine or something. Like, don't, don't hold me to that, but quite a few records. Nice. And they're all like different, weird, sexy... Some solid yeah like it's got a, like a stompy almost bowie kind of beat mm. behind half of these tunes yeah like this is the kind of music that you want to buy a camaro yeah <laughs> drive real fast at it yeah yeah like which i think is the only reason that people buy camaros anymore <laughs> <laughs> listen to rock and roll and drive real fast pretty much because <laughs> yeah. like, it's not sporty enough to be a sports car no and it's by no means like a fuel-efficient automobile that is responsible to own. God. So what's it for? Going really Listening to guitar music. <laughs> Going in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, seems to be working for him. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I didn't have a, uh, a Camaro, but uh, no. this was definitely one of my driving albums. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would do a really great job for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Probably drove a little too fast. While listening to it, but... I guarantee that you did. Yeah. <laughs> this music just lends itself to that. Seriously. Um, I feel like you should be allowed to list what music you were listening to in your defense for a speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> there it was on like Reddit or something, somewhere on the internet. Anyways, uh, it was like this, uh, this is a little tiny small article in some local newspaper about uh, how the police had pulled over a gentleman for driving over the speed limit and erratically. Yep. And he had been listening to drum and bass. Yeah. Um, I'll buy that. Right. <laughs> right. So apparently it's scientifically proven that music over 120 beats per minute makes you drive faster and makes you make uh, decisions faster. <clears throat> Maybe not good decisions, but... No, but like quick, decisive decisions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought was pretty interesting. Would you so. rather be right or wrong but fast? Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on the situation. Uh, I probably pick wrong but fast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is good for that. Um, I want to use it as the soundtrack to some kind of a racing game. Because half of the video games where you race cars, mm -hmm. the whole point is the soundtrack anyway. Definitely. <laughs> Actually, a lot of that. Uh... Like, I'm not, like, huge in racing games, but I really liked, uh, there's one called Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that always had really good electronic music in it. That's where um, a lot of the artists um, that I listen to, well, maybe not today anymore, but, um, yeah, got from video games. Yeah, no, there are a few like that. There were a couple that I enjoyed at actually about the time, uh, same time as this. Okay. Yeah, there was a video game called uh, Burnout. Burnout. Where the whole <laughs> thing was... Crash into people, right? Yeah, you crash into people <laughs> yeah. and all of your cars 
are filled with dynamite. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. And game. I keep bringing it up on this show. <laughs> it's whenever, a good game. Whenever there's a record that I want to drive on safely fast, yeah, <laughs> because it's a good way to drive on safely yeah. fast, and you yeah. won't die. Yeah. And if there's two things that I like in this life, mm. it's driving unsafely fast mm -hmm. and not dying. Those would have to be my two favorite things too, Chris. Right? You can do so many things while not dying. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of layers here. Yep. Which I guess is what you get when there is no clear uh, leader to the band. Like there's not a there's not a dictatorial force. Yeah. It's just some dudes that like each other, jamming for two weeks and then three weeks later they're not even a band. Yeah. <laughs> anymore, and they've gone back to their uh, regular bands. And in John Paul's case. I want to say semi-retired. And we made a bunch of money off of this album, I'm assuming. I feel like the members of Led Zeppelin are doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like any of them have to do anything for money. Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. Um, extra, extra pocket change. Ever again. <laughs> yeah. like, this, this album was for us. Yeah, know? that's yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. Or just them. Like, just This is their fun. This is their musical equivalent mm. of Ocean's Eleven. Not so much the remake that everybody's actually familiar with. Okay. But the original one from the 1960s? Yes. Uh, made up of Sinatra and the Brat Pack around him. With roughly the same plot, obviously. It's a bunch of dudes planning a casino heist. But they shot it because at the time, the Rat Pack were some of the biggest stars in the world. And all of them worked constantly. So they concocted an idea for a movie that would give them all a month in Vegas to just kind of hang out. <laughs> and this was the movie? That was the movie. They made Ocean's Eleven. It starred everyone that Sinatra wanted to hang out with for a few weeks. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. The plot didn't ask very much of any of them. Drive some cars around. Right? Yeah, <laughs> drive some cars around, rob a casino. It's fine. Somebody is visibly drunk. <laughs> Sinatra. In, uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes Sammy, sometimes Dino. Like, somebody's drunk in every scene, though. Yeah. Like, they are definitely not taking this movie very seriously. <laughs> because it was only intended as an excuse to hang out. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And this feels like that mm. emotionally. Yes. Although the end result is a clearly better piece of art. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, this is relentlessly listenable. I'm so happy that you like it, Chris. Yeah, I really do. I really do. I really enjoy it. Because <laughs> I, I know how much you like music, and when you asked me to do this, I was like, it's like okay, i got to find an album that Chris will like, because like, I know I have pretty good taste in music, but you know, like... <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is the first one that came to mind. Yeah, this is super robust. Yeah. It's, funny, um, it's funny what we chose, because Chelsea did, and I imagine most people who know us both would, hear these records over my shoulder as I was prepping for this episode. Yeah. And she definitely thought that I had chosen your album. Oh, really? And vice versa. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I had, I had Aphex Twin on in the background. Yeah. And she came in and went, oh, nice. Is that the one that Luke's picked for you? <laughs> no, other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, he gave me an album of guitar music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Lucas listening to the guitar music. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it all. And uh, it really works here. Now, I would like to see them. I know, but I don't think it'll ever happen. No, it will never happen. I know it makes me so this sad. Record came out eight years ago and yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Right? Probably it won't. No. Um, 
John Paul Jones is an old man. <laughs> he is. Like, that's the thing. At the same time, like, Robert Plant put out a record in the past month. But so is, he, is he touring that album? I want to say yes, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not basing that on any fact. Mm. Yeah, I feel like maybe the main uh, issue would be is that, like, a lot of people don't know about them, Crooked Vulture. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like you, their fan base is pretty... Yeah. Yeah. If they're touring uh, them Crooked Vultures, they're playing in clubs and small halls. Yeah. Whereas if they're just being the Foo Fighters, yeah. Saddle the Saddle Dome is asking yeah. them to book a second date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a shame, because like, I, I honestly don't think anyone would dislike this album. Yeah, I think this is definitely something that could appeal to anyone. Yeah. This is a weirdly timeless album. A game that I like to play uh, when I'm listening to something is not like trying to predict when it came out, but thinking about when it could have come out. And I feel like this album could have come out at any point from like 1971 to today. Mm -hmm. Just with like worse sound quality, like <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, like it would have, it would have, like yeah, and it would have always sounded contemporary. Mm -hmm. Like there's a timelessness. Yeah. To this kind of music, which is weird, because it's also, like, there's a throwbackiness to it. Oh, totally. Like, this is, if it came out in 1971, it would sound like an album from 1971. <laughs> if it came out in 1985, uh, it would sound like an album from 1985 that harkened back to 1971. Yeah. <laughs> if it came out in the mid-90s, all grunge music was kind of 70s classic rock updated anyway. It would have yeah. been fine. Like, there's always a... It's not timeless, and it's not rooted to a time, but it's, like, outside of time. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's unrelated. Like, it will always sound like a modern album that is trying to sound like an old-timeier record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter when you listen to it, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, like, a fascinating tension mm -hmm. for them to maintain. And one, from what little I know, uh, of Queens of the Stone Age, that they don't do with their material outside of this. What's that? Uh, like the deliberately 70s style blues rock. Oh, yes. They don't really sound like that. Like the Foo Fighters is really like a power pop band. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, with louder guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely louder guitars. Because <laughs> um, your guitars cannot be loud enough if you're Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Or if you're seeing Dave Grohl. I would oh, not no. want to listen to Foo Fighters Unplugged. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, like if we're being... Really honest about it, I would definitely agree to watch Foo Fighters Unplugged and then regret my decision. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the experience, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing to be offered. Yeah. As long as it was free, you know, it's a good story, right? Sure. But Dave Grohl with an acoustic tickets. guitar. Yeah. Maybe like a string section behind him rather mm. than his band. Totally. Oh, that sounds so bad. Yeah. That sounds like a real train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you could, there's no money that I would pay to go see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Foo Fighters themselves, like those tickets were a freaking arm and a leg, man. What like, did Foo Fighters tickets cost? Oh, God, it was almost $200. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but I was like, you know, it'll be a good show. Yeah. You know, I, I, I went into it knowing that the money was going to be worth it. 
you know, even though like I've never, I've never bought a Foo Fighters album ever, but I know that Dave Grohl is a rock star and um, I like to go see shows where there are real rock stars, man. And they're just living that rock star lifestyle. Yeah. I don't know if he's actually got kids and stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> he's living it on stage. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And, you know, the whole broken leg story and stuff. Like, that's just, that's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, like $200 oh, to yeah. see a show is a lot. Totally. $200 to be one of the people who said, oh, yeah, I saw him on the tour where he had to be pulled out on a throne. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's just an experience. Yeah, no, and it was an experience. Like, it was absolutely amazing. Like, it was, uh, it's not like I was able to, like, connect with any of the songs. I mean, like, uh, like it wasn't like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, where I was just sobbing for the first half hour. Oh, man. Of, yeah, like, one of my favorite bands of all time, but, yeah, I know. There's a lot of that going around. Red Hot Chili Peppers touched a lot of people's lives. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Flea was my idol for a long time, man. Yeah. I played bass, and just... Like, they even played... They played Suck My Kiss, which is... That's... The only song that I ever... That I still know off by heart on bass guitar. Really? Yeah. Oh, and they that's... played it. I was like, oh! <laughs> that's when the crying stopped. I was just like, yeah! Yeah, yeah it's going to rock out. Right? Yeah. You should not be crying at a Red Hot Chili no. Peppers show. Well, they, they played all the songs that I wanted them to play. Every nice. single song. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to see your heroes. Exactly. You got to see your heroes play. Pay what it takes. Yeah, I did. Woo! Yeah, I did the same thing for my Depeche Mode tickets. Oh, God. Yeah. I uh, told my bunny, just get me as close to the stage <laughs> as you can, and mm-hmm. I'll figure out the money yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> I got two kidneys, right? <laughs> our tickets came to less than my rent. Oh. So that's good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But, like, I have a tattoo of those guys on my flesh. Yeah. I should probably see them while they're playing anywhere near probably. me. Probably. Yeah, I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. I like weird new wave bands <laughs> and hipster nonsense from 2005, first and foremost. And I don't know why specifically I was, like, six when most of the new wave bands were putting out their material. <laughs> But for some reason, it's stuck, and mm. I'm not going to change my ways now. I ain't got time for that. No. no, no. Way too much effort. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and anything that I uh, learn about today, I'm going to learn about through a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one, or I subscribe to other ones. <laughs> for music recommendations. <laughs> because, uh, as you remember from the job that we once shared, oh, God. pop radio is very bad. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't have to listen to Despacito ever again. I'm so happy. <laughs> or the next time you do, it will be your choice for some reason. Uh, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't think about what the circumstance would be either. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I would have the choice to leave. You could, yeah. So. I mean, technically you had the choice to leave at work, too. It's just that your rent would get missed that month. Yeah, my livelihood is at risk, so... <laughs> And, like, you would not be able to interview for new jobs. No. So why did you leave your last job? Uh, uh, Despacito's I playing. very much disagree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With their choice of radio station. Yeah. Because yeah. people have dealt with worths. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio situations. I had a job one time where The Kitchen, every night, oh, no. would play one song on repeat. What? All night. Why? Because the person to turn it off had to work the clothes. Okay. So it was his choice and his choice only. Yeah. Nice guy. Uh, 
<laughs> no, I mean, like, the person out of everyone in the kitchen who cracked and turned off the music oh. now has to work the clothes. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, and then that person chooses the song that they think that they could survive better than the rest of the kitchen <laughs> to play on repeat tomorrow. <laughs> no. Yeah. That was that was how they decided who was closing every night. What? It was so mean, but also amazing. <laughs> yeah. From like a like sidelines, like yeah. spectator. As someone who's out there most of the night yeah. and only has to interact with this piece of music six or seven times over the course of the day, I think this is an amazing decision that you people Holy. have made. What was the song? It was different every day. Okay. Well, is, there, is there one that like sticks out? I know that one night, whoever had lost the night before picked Barbie Girl. Oh, no. I know that Mbop made a couple of appearances. <laughs> the Limp Biscuit version oh, no. of Faith. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, these were all choices designed to be provocative. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> that makes more sense now. Basically, whatever bad one-hit wonder you have a soft spot for, <laughs> but you know that everyone else hates. <laughs> okay. They pick their equivalent of that. Interesting. It's an amazing way to run a Cajun. Whew. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, and that would be worse mm. than popular contemporary radio. Yes. Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> No, you get to listen to what you want now. Yeah. You get to listen to this. Listen to music that you have chosen mm -hmm. and that affects you directly. Exactly. I'm deeply jealous. <laughs> I don't even get to listen to headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a decent note mm. uh, on which to end. Okay. This has been uh, the soundtrack to a life. We've been listening to Them Crooked Vultures' yeah. self-titled debut. I love it. I am going to listen to it more in the future. I am not going to listen to more music by them, Crooked Vultures, because there is none. <laughs> but I will probably look into Queens of the Stone Age at some point. Please do. Because this has been super fun. Mm -hmm. And he is a tremendous vocalist. We are closing out on Gunman. Awesome. I have been Chris. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at SoundtrackCast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Rate us, review us, listen to us more in the future. Lucas, do you want to plug some things? Um, well, like I said last time, a few Facebook pages. You got Jane Iron Productions, Hump Day House Party, and the Night Owl Club downtown Calgary. Great music all the time, great people. Um, I spin there every once in a while on Wednesdays. If you like house music, come on down. Nice. And Lang, yeah, go down on a Wednesday. You might see Lucas spin. Oh, you. But you will definitely enjoy a night at a club. Definitely groovy. Which even if you music. don't know the person there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you will want to know. It's just a fun thing to do. It really, really is. <laughs> uh, this has been the soundtrack to a life. Uh, we will see you again in two weeks, where I will be listening to something different. Have a great night. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for coming out. Mm -hmm.